You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Sound came to movies with The Jazz Singer in 1927. In those early days, almost all movies used existing music. A young trumpet player from Indiana saw and heard one of the first movies with an original soundtrack, and he realized that's what he wanted to do with his life. Within a few years, he was in Hollywood, arranging orchestras and composing incidental music for dozens of movies a year. In 1946, after finishing work on the Al Jolson story, George Dooning was given his first soundtrack job. And a 50-year career was born. I'm Kim Horcher, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 25th. As a teenager, George Dooning used to spend all of his allowance on Hugo Gernsback's Amazing Stories. His parents complained that he was wasting his money reading about rockets in space, but George loved it. When he started composing for movies in the 1940s, of course, there was very little in the way of science fiction. George wrote music for countless film noir, westerns, and adventure movies. Some of his music became stock itself, used over and over in other movies. Then, in 1949, George got to write music for the very first Batman and Robin screen adaptation. As he kept scoring major motion pictures like From Here to Eternity, he was also assigned to various sci-fi B-movies, including The Creature with the Atomic Brain, Earth vs. the Flying Saucers, and The Night the World Exploded. George also wrote music for The Giant Claw, which, if you haven't seen it, suffice it to say, the creature was so ridiculous that the star of the movie snuck out of the theater during the premiere. That same year, he wrote music for 20 Million Miles to Earth, an early Ray Harryhausen movie, as well as Pal Joey, which was a huge hit for Frank Sinatra. George was under contract with Columbia Pictures for 15 years, during which time he helped Elmer Bernstein get his start as a film composer. Once George left Columbia, he continued to write for movies like Picnic, but he also branched out. He scored a series of children's records with titles like What Are Stars? and What Makes Rain? He also began to write more television. By 1958, he was writing the music for The Naked City, a very highly regarded detective show that launched the careers of actors like Robert Duvall and Dustin Hoffman. The very next year, he wrote music for The Three Stooges in Have Rocket, Will Travel, about them going to Venus. That was followed by Visit to a Small Planet, which was based on a Gore Vidal play and starred Jerry Lewis. The Second Hundred Years was a series he scored about a man revived from suspended animation. George scored big with the hit for The Big Valley, the huge Barbara Stanwyck hit, and then came Star Trek. Associate producer Robert H. Justman tapped George for the season two episode, Metamorphosis. It's a love story, and Justman liked the romantic feel of George's score. George was called back to score Return to Tomorrow. That was followed immediately by work on Patterns of Force, a decidedly non-romantic episode. In Trek's final season, George was brought in to score three episodes, And the Children Shall Lead, Is There In Truth No Beauty, and The Empath. 
Those last two scores were combined and released on vinyl. Dooning was a traditionalist who generally stuck to classic orchestrations, though he was known to use the Yamaha E3 synth and the occasional electronic effect. In an interview, George said, So many producers of those types of shows wanted strictly the far-out sounds, weird effects, the electronic sounds. My producer was Bob Justman, and he said, I want you to play the story. Forget about any crazy electronic sound effects. He wanted me to play the story and not to the fact that it was science fiction. George Dooning continued writing and arranging music until his retirement in the late 80s, but his music lives on. It can be heard in many of the Star Trek fan productions and an animated Trek movie released in 2017. George Dooning's music will likely be with us into the 23rd century. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 25th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Rod Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.